What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. I am your co-host, Jonathan, joined by my pals, Ducky and Lil Debbie, also known as Nate. I'm going to go ahead and add him right now. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Glad to be here with y'all. Yeah. Probably cut that out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was. It's still playing very loud, so I don't know what to do. But yeah, if you haven't been here before, we are those movie dudes. We're here every other week to talk about movie news, new releases, first time watches, do a little trivia. I know that Ducky has some, probably some fun questions for us as well, because I don't know how much movie news there actually is to talk about. Um, also, if you want to follow us, that's going to be on Instagram, TikTok, X, YouTube, and Twitch at those movie dudes. And um, if you want to watch us in video format, I highly recommend going over to YouTube. Um, it seems to be just better. You know, I've I've enjoyed watching uh, my podcast, our podcast on here. It just it's just you know it puts a face to the name, a face to the voice. So highly recommend doing that and subscribe, put notifications on while you're there. But yeah, welcome. How you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Um, most of that was just kind of cut out because uh, for some reason I think I had some connection issues. So I caught a little bit of that oh. intro, but um, yeah, good, good. It doesn't to be really matter if you hear it. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know what I'm doing here, so it's all good. No worries. Yeah, um, it's all good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. What's up, Nate? What's up, buddy? Hey. Oh, oh sorry. I October. Listening. Um. So I was what? what? The fuck. What? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. The three of us are actually on the show, so theoretically, you should be listening, and the other people listening to the show are allowed to tune out whenever they see fit. So I'm going to ask you again: How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm Did fantastic, you miss that one, John. Too? I'm fantastic. Thank you. I'm freaking so... fantastic. <laughs> you just smile. Oh no, I heard it all. Voice. I just, I'm, I just mm, selective hearing. You know, throw Fair it in enough. the oven. So, <laughs> there's one <laughs> gotcha we're going i for think 10. that's the third one of the show so far but uh yeah all right so i think first things first let's kind of dive right into the show um spencer ducky i'm gonna yeah. let you take Hello. over the first segment here i don't know what you have on the docket but uh Let's well, hit it up with some. Movie usually, news. this segment will be for movie news, but because okay. there is a strike going on with the WGA and SAG, uh, the, you know, there isn't that much to really talk about. Gosh, I mean, it. there's a whole bunch of uh, movies that are releasing at film festivals that are getting some Oscar traction, and that's all. That's exciting, and that's cool, and, and you know, that's cool. But I'm just gonna keep it light once again. I mean, last time we had a very light little episode where I asked you just like, oh, recommend some a recent 2023 movie that you guys saw. Um, this time, doing something a little bit different here, and you guys oh. are going to have to use your brains. So, I mean, get wow. ready to engage that here, um, because we, for the first time, watched in this episode, we watched a movie called My Cousin Vinny, and it's a relatively comedic film, and that got me thinking, what was the last movie that really made you laugh out loud? What was the last great comedy film that you guys watched, and you guys had some good chuckles? I want to know and it can't be a movie that we're talking about in this episode i mean i know john has a comedy he's going to talk about this new release and we did talk about mm-hmm. mike and Vinny. so i want to know just what was the last movie that really made you laugh out loud oh god that's uh, a really I, good question i'm I gonna get, let I get a tune in to well that's the thing is like i don't typically gravitate towards like the comedy as much 
Um, but I can make this very easy. Uh, maybe. Let's see what the last comedies I've seen are. Um, yeah, I'm also going through my reviews. I, I, I don't know. It takes a lot for a comedy to really like get me. Um, but I mean, I have like an obvious answer. Um, well, I, I kind of well, yeah, I kind of have an answer. Okay. Um, okay. It just it had some funny moments. It had some very funny moments. That if it, if it made you laugh, I think it counts. So. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm all ears. It was, and it's also, I believe it's a 2023 movie as well. So you'd be proud of me for that. Um, okay. It was Sisu. You know that? Movie really? That <laughs> yeah. That's it was a... pretty fucking funny at times. Just, yeah. Wow. Just, like you just, the guys going out on the boat and then they're all like nervous because they don't want to go in the water. And just each time they go out there and they look in the water, just bubbles come up and then just blood and i'm just that like oh dear ridiculous. god yeah it was oh <laughs> yeah hilarious i was like they make this, last voyage right now they the make fun. this gen they make the general like this godlike person like he, he becomes kills 300 russians and yes just, <laughs> it's so weird it's like john wick but for the french or whatever era that was like during world war ii um i don't even remember where it really took place wasn't it but, in Norway? He was Norwegian. Um, yes. And they, it was obviously the Nazis and they were crossing paths and he was just like, get fucked. Just, <laughs> like, just some stuff, like all the yeah. women driving in the truck and they just pull up next to the other truck and they're just like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The women. Yeah. Just ripping people out of the back of the truck as well and just, mm-hmm. yeah, just taking over. Yeah. That movie was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. If you haven't seen Saizu or Sizu, whatever, however you want to pronounce yeah. it, it is. Yeah, John Wick set in World War II. It is so over the top, so crazy and ridiculous and just defies all laws of physics and everything. It's just like, what is this movie? But says you, okay, that's a... Yeah, like seeing seeing a guy hanging from a noose for hours and nothing going wrong. I'm like... Yeah, he can't die. Here we go. That's like the joke of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's a that's a good uh, suggestion there. Sizu, check that out if you uh, haven't seen it. I think we all watched it. And uh, one of the best trailers ever, because it 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 gives something away really quick, but it's something good. I don't know if you want me to. It just it says it in the trailer. The dog does not die in this movie. (laughs) Like it says that in the trailer. So I'm like. All right, fair right. enough. I'll see it. I would love to see a Saizu or John Wick either 1v1 movie or like a team-up movie. Imagine that's John Wick 5 somehow, some way. I mean, it's they the somehow fifth movie in the teleport. franchise. They can teleport and bring They might travel. as well. <laughs> they might as well. Like, honestly, who cares at this point? In terms of comedy, um, you know what? I think there were some... It was. It's unexpected. I don't want to just pick, like, Barbie because, like, we already talked about Barbie. Um, I'm going to go Polite Society. That's on uh, Peacock. I just watched this movie knowing nothing about it. I knew there were some like martial arts in it. I'm trying to remember exactly the film, but I gave this like, did I give this five out of five? I have this four out of five. It's like these two sisters (laughs) and one is trying to stop her other sister from getting married to this dude. And like, turns out the family is crazy doing some really messed up stuff behind the scenes. Um, but that character, along with her two like quick, witty British friends, it's just kind of like reminded me of like Simon Pegg comedies. Um, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, and they 
literally like almost kill people in this movie with their martial arts and it's just they kind of just brush it off like it's nothing so i don't know this movie had me by surprise and i would i'd recommend it if you haven't seen this one it, 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 it's on peacock Con. it's yeah. on peacock right yeah so you can go and watch it if you have a peacock uh, subscription and yeah i think that's another movie that all three of us have seen and enjoyed oh, nice. i mean i i yeah. really like that movie i thought that was a ton of fun it was uh a big Sundance hit. I think it won the audience award at Sundance this past one. And that was the same award that Cha-Cha Real Smooth won. And so this won it a year later. Yeah. So um, it's a very entertaining movie. It is pretty funny at times. So it's a, it's a good pick right there. Um, I'll yeah. stick in the 2023 category. Uh, that's where you guys you said went. recent, right? So it's a, the most recent movie that you watched that made you laugh. And uh, this is a recent movie that I watched and it made me laugh quite a bit. It's called Theater Camp. Have you heard of this movie? No. No. Okay. It's it like Camp Rock. It just got added to Hulu. Uh, it premiered at Sundance. It was a huge Sundance hit. It, apparently, uh, people who saw this movie in a crowd said that this movie just like blew the roofs off. It just made everyone laugh so hard. So I was kind of watching this movie from afar. And uh, once it got added to Hulu, I checked it out almost immediately. And it is a riot. It is so funny. It's like this stereotypical theater kids that are in charge of running a camp of a bunch of kids that want to be actors and they go through this camp and they take it so seriously. And it's, it's just the things that ensue within that movie is so funny. Uh, it's directed by Molly Gordon and she's been in a whole bunch of independent films like book smart and some other stuff. And she directed the movie, she co-directed it, but it's done in a style and Nate, this might be where it kind of turns you off. It's done in a Christopher guest kind of style where like they're kind of aware that there's a documentary crew that's there, but they were able to capture moments that are so funny and so ridiculous and over the top that I just couldn't help but literally just almost cry laughing at times. Uh, it's a recent movie on Hulu, so I definitely recommend Theater Camp. And I'm not a theater kid. Never did theater when I was growing up. We only did like these little like short films that were terrible, but... We're pretty uh, much kinda, the closest thing to being theater kids as we, we, we I get the whole concept of like taking cardboard and trying to turn it into gold. So it's like I get that kind of concept and that uh, and, and what happens there. So it, it's just a very entertaining film. It's super over the top and it's uh, it's a riot. And uh, it's Jimmy Tatro's in it, uh, Ben Platt's in it, and it's um, it's 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 a good time. So I definitely recommend that one, and it it made me laugh quite a bit. So um, just got to throw All it out right. there. Yeah, yeah theater I'm, camp. I'm, I'm definitely throwing that on my watch list. I had no idea that movie existed because, I mean, Hulu, there's not, not a lot of stuff on there. I, it's a 20th I never century click on Hulu, Fox so. movie, and because Hulu owns, or Disney owns Hulu, so that all the 20th century Fox movies get thrown on Hulu. There's one with uh, Caitlin Dever that comes out this week that's from the director of uh, Spontaneous. It's an alien oh. invasion movie. Um, oh. Here, great things. So uh, I'm excited to check that one out. So yeah, if you have Hulu, there's some original movies that are releasing there so uh definitely definitely recommend that spontaneous um, with charlie Plummer. yes my number one of, your number one movie of 2020 yeah. <laughs> movie that nate definitely that. definitely needs to watch it's uh it, it's a pretty inter entertaining film you compared it to christopher guest movies in a way because like at times because i, I like watching those. it oh you do okay i thought you it's didn't the... like spinal tap and dog show and uh there's like a, a four-year consideration i thought you gave those kind of like a mild two and a half to three out of five i thought you were kind of like lukewarm about them it's because well um, and, and to be fair i mean this isn't necessarily a christopher guest type oh, of no, movie. God, it, just, no, it has that no. type of style that i love 
where it's like it's kind of self-aware and has the over-the-top characters kind of okay it's you'd have to describe it jim cummings that i the comedy that i don't sure the dry very dry humor over the top yeah this i can get this one's more over the top and self-aware like there's a scene where uh, one of the kids is doing a rehearsal and she uses these like tear sticks and like there's a quick cut where it cuts to like the instructor and she's like oh my god she's using and then they pull her aside and act like as if like she just committed a crime and like she just was like oh, using drugs so she's like she's using tear sticks like that's not that's not real that's like a performance comes within and so like they just like belittle this little girl and she's like crying and this like other kid who doesn't really care he's just there because his parents make him and he's like no no, no it's okay like, i don't really care it's fine and like no, no shut up you you care <laughs> like it's just like it's so over the top Okay, um, I'll I will yeah. watch that then. <laughs> it's right. silly, it's silly, but it's a good time. Um, so okay, that's just uh, that's just what I wanted to ask you guys. There, I had another question for you guys. We don't have to get into it if we don't I want. I think we to. should get into it. I think we you should. do want to get into. I it. like questions. I like answering questions about my opinions. So let's let's do that. Fair Not enough. Very. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> then my then my last question, my my last movie related question that I will keep asking until the strike ends. Um, what what's a movie that never fails to make you happy? Oh. What's a go-to movie that you could just put in at any time and just kind of be transported into this world and kind of forget all of your daily tasks, all this stress that's going on in your lives? What is a movie that you could just put in and just be happy? Happy and transported. Oh, man. It, you know, it's it's pitch perfect. (laughs) It just is. It's pitch perfect. You know, we got, we got, um, Anna Kendrick, we got Brittany Snow, Rebel Wilson is sadly in it, and also Adam Devine is in the movie. But you know, you gotta you gotta deal with a few negatives to get to the positives. I I just it's just so good. It's so catchy with all the tunes. Even the second movie is like when Haley Steinfeld comes in there. God man, when tomorrow comes, I'll be on my own. You know, it's just at the end of the day, it's pitch perfect. I could watch that right now. Uh. The wait, you the first one, not like the second or the third. Uh, I haven't even seen the third one. I mean, I've seen them all in theaters, and it was sad knowing that the trilogy was over. Um, because they wrap it up, I don't even remember how they wrap it up, but it it starts to like some spy shit comes into it randomly. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. The first one is just just so good, Jesse, you know. At the I, end, I don't know. No, I haven't. I've only Jesse, seen Jesse. Like, Nate knows what one. I'm talking about because I did this <laughs> during his pitch perfect um lip sync battle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's great. I just don't understand why she doesn't watch movies. All right, well, Nate, <laughs> what's a movie that never <laughs> fails to make you happy? You don't like, movies? um, I had I had a couple. Um, but because John kind of referenced one with the whole of this, I'm not throw it in the oven. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going with uh, American Graffiti. That is just one oh, that I can pop in at any time. It. It's got classic 50s, 60s music, and it's just about these four high school friends. Um, two of them are getting ready to go to college, and they have one last hurrah, and all four of them go off on their own specific storylines. And it's just overall fun. Just one kid who's trying to find uh, the woman who like mouths I love you to him. Uh, another one just hangs out with this pretty girl all night, but he's a nerd. And so he's trying to like win her over type of thing. Just all these different characters 
um, a young Ron Howard, like a very, very young Ron Howard and Richard Dreyfuss um, and Harrison Ford. Like there's some big names in it. So um, yeah, American Graffiti is just one of those ones. I look at the cover of it. And I'm just like, you know what? There's nothing bad about this movie at all. Like I can just sit there and just be immersed. And it was just re-released in theaters like two weeks ago too. Yeah, there was like some like the <laughs> anniversary screening of it. Yeah, that, that's a great movie. I remember you showing that movie to me when I was uh, I think we we're back in college, one of the apartments. And uh, yeah, it's just a, just a great movie that kind of just showcases what it's like to you know transition from college and or high school. Directed, I think. Yeah, directed yeah. by George Lucas, produced by Francis Ford oh. Coppola. Like it's yep. a big. Yeah, it's got. A lot behind it. And the only reason that Francis Ford Coppola did it, I think, was like a favor to George Lucas so that his name would get more funding. So True. That they could actually get it going. So I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Um, great picks. Yeah. American Graffiti, uh, the pitch perfect, the first one, apparently. The first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd say that at least the first two films are worth watching back to back. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Um, of course. Anytime. My pick is, I think it's a movie that John hasn't even seen yet, but I know it's a movie that Nate's seen, but it's My Neighbor Totoro. I mean, just oh, this movie makes me oh, so fucking happy. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> just <laughs> like, the, the animation, the music, the innocence. It's 86 minutes. It's just Totoro, a perfect Totoro. movie with this big, fat little Totoro. creature that just likes <laughs> to sit there rabbit? and do nothing and growl. And it's just, oh, it's just it's Totoro. It is the movie that makes me the happiest for sure. So <laughs> I've, I've seen it. Apparently, I've only seen it twice on Letterboxd, but I think I've seen it maybe three or four times in total. But uh, it's a movie that I don't even own, and I would love to pick it up at some point um, because mm -hmm. it is just my. It's my favorite Studio Ghibli, and I can't wait for the next Studio Ghibli that just got released at TIFF, uh, The Boy and the Heron, or something like that. Yeah, uh, The Boy oh, and I the love Heron. Heron, and I, I hope that. He's I back. want that to be my number one. Like I'm has, hoping that yeah. it's amazing. And... He has one more movie. He's 80 something years old, and he just came out with his, apparently his last movie that just premiered at TIFF, and it, it has like a 4.3 on Letterbox already. People say it's incredible, and this is the movie that he should go out on. So I can't wait to check it out this winter or this fall, whenever it comes mm -hmm. out in uh, in theaters near us. So yeah, perfect. Okay, just wanted to ask you those two little questions here kind of kickstart the little movie discussion that we're about to have yeah. um so yeah all right perfect thank, thank you for that ducky um so with that behind us why don't we move on to some new releases <clears throat> What's the number of the day, Ducky? Is it three? Well, now seven. I gotta go. Seven, three? I think it's three. Today's number is six. 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 Come on. Oh, there's Sorry. no way. Swirl six. the balls. Swirl the numbers. Swirl the numbers. I what hope he's doing be? okay. I'm kind of worried. At I this think point. he's alive, so that means he's okay. He's, I mean, the man's like 92 the years report, old. The, the number of the day, David Lynch Theater on YouTube, but you haven't seen a video since like December of 2020. He's probably writing a masterpiece. 
Yeah. He's probably there is, there is a rumor that he is working on a secret project right now and that he was seen out in LA filming something. Ooh. Who knows? Probably filming sure it himself, wasn't just too. like him on the sidewalk with a cow. It very much could be because that know. that's like a masterpiece in his eyes, and he's done that already. So maybe he yeah. upgraded to like an ox. Who knows? Or a Who horse. <laughs> I no, don't know. Nobody ever knows what David Lynch is doing in his day. He might be just I don't think he does. A urinal, so who knows? <laughs> I like to keep it that way. I don't want to know what he's up to yeah. until I see it, you know? Um, but yeah, all right, new releases. There's been some good stuff um, over the last couple of weeks. I've seen I've seen a fair amount of things. I haven't seen everything, um, but I will say one of the movies that we're, that we're going to talk about tonight is something that I accidentally went to the theater a week before and thought I was seeing it when in reality I ended up seeing Golda with Helen Mirren. <laughs> instead Christ. um i thought that this movie i'll just go ahead and throw it up here it, it it's bottoms was playing on like i think it was like august 24th it didn't actually come out until the 31st so i was sitting in a theater and realized it was actually a screening for strays um because the bottoms trailer played and i was like wait <laughs> hold on what's happening here and granted i also drove an hour to see this so I watched Golda and then drove home in uh, just pretty much feeling shame the entire time. But regardless, I did end up seeing Bottoms with Rachel Thonnet from um, <laughs> The Idol. And, you know, she had she had a big hand in making this movie. I'm pretty sure she was I don't, not a co-director, but she was definitely a co-writer. I think she was a producer on this movie. She and, wrote the movie. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Thank you for popping in and saying that, Spencer, and correcting me or. Um, but yeah, it's basically just like a really, really unconventional. Neither of you guys have seen this movie. No, Why no. The fuck. What? I can't believe you didn't at least go out of your way to see it. I'm, I'm very it, it, surprised. It comes, it comes to VOD this week. Like I think it comes out on Tuesday on VOD, September twenty second. So I will definitely check it out because I hear it's basically a raunchy live action cartoon where the all the adult males basically don't take off their football pads throughout the whole movie. Like the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, they're in their football pads. It's and just I, a complete <laughs> satire of high school comedies, uh, and they throw a Fight Club into the mix. Yeah, it's 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 very unconventional. You have Rachel Sonnet, you have a bunch of other actors that I haven't seen before, but they're all like very funny. They all have very quirky characteristics, especially this one with the, um, with the hat on. She's a fucking psycho. She's like literally always cheering for someone to die, and it, it's it's hilarious. And for some reason, Marshawn Lynch is in this movie who plays Hell like yeah. he, he's like he's been he's, popping up in these like comedic roles all of a sudden. Like he, I don't know if you guys watch those Netflix movie, uh, TV show. It's with uh, Will Arnett and he improvs the whole thing like detective something where he goes and investigates cases, but it's all improv and they have no idea what they're about to say. They always have one guest with them. Uh, like Kamel hmm. Nandanji is one of them, uh, but they had Marshall Marshawn Lynch as one <laughs> one of the guests, and yeah. he had to go along and improv with Will Arnett throughout all these cases and stuff. Um, but he's been popping up as these like side characters and supporting roles for the last couple of years. It's kind of odd. His it only is line good. is just, "I'm just doing this so that I don't get fined." That is his like <laughs> famous line. Yeah, that's but... his only thing. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Not only is he like a he was a very good football player. Um, and thank God they didn't give him the ball in 2014. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. But regardless of that, he's actually not a bad actor, especially in these comedic films where he basically plays a teacher that is in charge of the Fight Club and pretty much condones all this to happen. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I don't want to give too much away about this movie, but basically for me, like it, man, I, I just love Rachel Sonnet. It was not what I expected it to be. I didn't expect people to quite literally die in this movie, but I, I was sitting there kind of in disbelief and then also like hesitantly laughing throughout the movie as well. Um, but I, I, just, I just need you guys to go see this movie because it's it's weird i i wasn't sure how to feel about it like when it was all done i'm like that's not what i like was expecting but it it's just like i haven't seen a movie like this like a coming to age high school movie it just it doesn't exist so this is this is like that's what is essentially a saturday morning or saturday evening cartoon that's like in the trail of like happy tree friends or something yes <laughs> as high school comedy it's, oh, God. it it just it's basically these two girls and they just want to get laid and they go to great lengths to make that happen. I don't know if a fight club was the right choice, but that's what this movie was. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's wild. Worst ways. It's, it's been blowing up though, all over letterbox and rotten tomatoes. I think it has like a 95% on rotten tomatoes has a very high on letterbox and it put it in like the top two fifty of letterbox. Like it was like a couple columns below fight club. And so, like, the director of Bottoms, like, retweeted that and being like, really? Okay. (laughs) Like, we made this as a joke, but sure. So, uh, I'm excited to check it out because of the tone is so over the top and so ridiculous and so not what we would expect from these types of movies. But if if it's funny, then I'm all for it. And was it funny? I mean, did you enjoy it? Yeah, no. Like I said, I hesitantly laughed at certain times, but also there was like just outright laughter, just like where I couldn't control myself. There was also a guy behind me throughout the movie that was kind of talking, but the movie was good enough to where that didn't end up bothering me. So I I think that Rachel Sonnet is basically going to be a superstar. I love her approach to comedy. um, And I'm surprised that this was kind of her first like, foot in the door movie where she had a big a big part in making it um well that that director of the bottoms i forget her name but uh she and rachel sonnet they collaborated on a short film called uh shiva baby and then they adapted it into a feature-length movie and that got a lot of attention back in 2019 i believe and both of these ladies are 25 24 and like they're, they're super young and they made these movies and then they got the greenland to do bottoms so uh, this is like their second feature together. And yeah, Rachel Sonnet wrote it uh, with the director. Um, so they're a collaborator. And so it seems like they're kind of on track to keep making movies together. So, okay. you know, I'm game. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If it's funny, that's all that matters. And they're young filmmakers. I mean, they're younger than us and they have a movie in the top fucking five of the box office. So that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, this is uh, this was a really fun one. I, I just I just want to say go see it because the trailer I, I didn't ex- I was expecting it to be different. They do wear their pads the whole movie. So just yeah, take that for what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, that, that actually comes to VOD on September 22nd. So if you're listening to this today on September 18th, it comes out literally tomorrow. Or if you listen to this, it's probably already on VOD. So damn. you guys can actually go and rent this movie and check it out for yourselves. And I'm sure that's what I'm going to do this week. So I will uh, we'll update in the comments on what I thought. Absolutely should. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, well, the only movie that I was able to watch in the past couple of weeks is a movie that I don't I actually don't know if Nate ended up watching this or not. Uh, it, it just came out on Friday, September 15th. 
Uh, it premiered at the Venice Film Festival, uh, and I think it was at a different film festival. But it is El Conde or El Condor. It, it's pronounced what? two different ways in different in, in uh, whoever it means depending on whatever YouTube review you watch. Yeah. <laughs> but did you end up watching this, Nate? I did. I, I, I watched it. Told yesterday. you about it. You yeah, did watch, watch it yesterday. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, then perfect because i want to get into this one john did you probably don't even know no what idea what is. this is no <laughs> no okay <laughs> so like i said this premiered at the venice film festival this is directed by pablo laron and he if you don't know that name he directed a film back in 2021 called spencer quack quack this is the uh the christian stewart diana spencer movie um do you know John, you've seen that one at least. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, on that. I remember yeah. Spencer, yes. Well, basically, yes. he made a black and white vampire film that came out on Netflix over the past weekend. And it is a, basically about a vampire if he was a war leader. So it kind of Damn. reimagines history as if this vampire has been around for 250 years and has gone through all these wars, has gone through all these tragedies and has just kept living and kind of reincarnated in himself. And he's a vampire throughout this whole time. And it's shot in black and white. And it's, and Nate back me up on this because I don't know. I only found this out after I watched this movie, but this is intended to be a fucking satire. It's a comedy. And I can feel that, especially getting towards the third act. You feel yes. it. Okay. Because yeah. there's moments in this. Because like, I went into this movie thinking, that, okay, it's a, it's a black and white vampire film uh, from Pablo Laurent. It's going to be probably very, uh, the cinematography is going to be very intense, very cool. And yeah, it is. But when I was watching this movie, I'm like, wait, why am I laughing? Yeah. Why is this funny all of a sudden? And there's a, <laughs> there's a lady that kind of narrates the movie in the first half of the movie and it's in English and the movie is a, a Spanish film, but, and then the English lady shows up in the third act. And when it's revealed of who that lady is, I just started laughing so hard. <laughs> like why, <laughs> why like, did this what? need to happen? But I'm fine with it. <laughs> Thank you. Cause yeah, it was so weird. It was so strange. It's, it features some of the greatest black and white cinematography I've seen depicting vampires. Like the vampire, like stalking scenes of him going out hunting at night during the, the city landscapes, it's so terrifying, and it really kind of illustrates like, okay, vampires are f- fucking terrifying. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they will gut you and eat your heart and put it in a blender. Like it, they, they will pull no punches. So, Nate, what did you think of this fucking weird movie here? It is. It's it's so bizarre, and like you said, it's a Spanish film. And they talk very fast. So that was kind of frustrating to me, trying to like absorb everything that was going on. But yeah, it felt like like those scenes you were talking about where he's going and doing the hunt. It felt like uh, that's what Jack the Ripper would have done, you know, like stalking around in the middle of the night and then just attacking his victims without being known. And just knowing that this like this frail old man who wants to die then just will walk out of his barn and then just take flight. And it (laughs) does look very cheesy, but I appreciate that they did it 
probably practically with cranes and stuff like that. Yeah, and (laughs) and wire work. Because this poster illustrates of the the satire of this, like the whole thing. (laughs) Like it's just, it's so weird. There's a likable character of. uh, I forget. I forget what her name is, but she's the nun. The nun, yeah. And... She's basically chosen to basically go into this family, this vampire family, and she's a nun chosen from the church to go and kind of take the demon out of this person and kind of get to the bottom of it. And that's what the belief the was suffering. at the time was like right. that a vampire had the devil in him from at some point in his like military career, and they talk about it very literally, like the demon gets into an open cut or something that he had on the battlefield. And that's how someone can get possessed. Um, But it's just, it is very satirical because you have this guy who's going out and killing people, but then you also have these five children, they're adults, but they're all trying to figure out who gets his money. And the nuns, there trying to figure out where the money came from. And she plays a different part in it. And it's just it's so bizarre and now that you say satire i see it like that's all i can imagine it now because it has serious moments but if you listen to the dialogue it's a lot of them just bitching about getting their money and um this guy's a vampire he's been doing this for 250 years like how come he hasn't died yet and it's just there's Oh, there's a bunch of different things and, branching and off. And just like it. the the twists and turns throughout the movie. I mean, like when you have like his his right hand man and the twist with his storyline and like Theodore, <laughs> Theodore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and and the, the whole third act is just absolutely ridiculous. It goes to a point where you're just like, okay, wait, what the fuck is happening? And like, there's a whole bunch of wire work and vampire stuff. Um, it's it's definitely an entertaining film. It's probably one of my favorite little Netflix original releases of the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, couple of years. Cause how are you going to market this movie? You aren't going to, you, you aren't, you're just going <laughs> to silently kind of release it over the weekend. Like they did. And just the people that have followed like, the film festivals and like the directors and everything, they'll, they'll, they'll find it. Um, but I'm very curious to see like what a general audience member felt watching this movie and <laughs> just like discovering it's like oh El Conde, okay and it starts out fully in english and then it kind of dives into like the, the spanish dialogue and everything yeah. but i thought it was really cool like when they were kind of going through his life like he was a french revolutionist and like kind of going through all of like, the history and how he lived through all of it and I, I thought that aspect was really cool and there are scenes where there are some disturbing shocking violent images that really remind you how terrifying these vampire creatures can really be. And you haven't seen vampires really depicted like that. We just had a release of the, the last forge of the Demeter and that kind of showcased the, the Nosferatu character. But this is like a real world vampire shit. And it's, mm-hmm. it, it's terrifying. And it's also hilarious at times for some reason. So um, I, I do recommend this movie. I gave it a three and a half out of five. That's like a B plus to me. Um, I, I do recommend this one if you have a Netflix subscription. And the cinematography, the black and white cinematography is out of this world of him flying through the nighttime of the cities and everything. It's so fucking cool. So mm-hmm. highly recommend just for that alone. But I give it a three and a half out of five. I did as well. Yeah, it was just unique. And that's what I like to see is just not just a stereotypical, always a vampire, blah, 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 blah. But the way they explain, like he goes through so much shit and then he has to fake his death so that he can 
and like they even have a funeral where people are walking up to the casket and like saying their piece, spitting on him. But the whole time the camera just sticks on him and his eyes are opening and like looking at the people and then he shuts just up. weird. Yeah. And just and they they just kind of make fun of the vampire trope. And yeah. uh yeah, very realistic. Like I could imagine like imagine if Stalin was secretly a vampire type of thing. Yeah. It's a, essentially what that is. Um, but then you like you said, you get introduced to a character that's just like, oh yes, I am this person. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like what? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, it takes a turn. But but I highly it, recommend, it, yeah. If you have an it's it's good. And the the end is really cool too, where they kinda stuff resolves and just the two boats and whatnot at the end. I just thought it was funny. I was like, okay, yeah, of course it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, John, I don't know if we sold you watching this movie or not. I don't think you'd be interested in it. So I never even mentioned mm. you to even watch it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm kind of on a vampire kick after last voyage. And this, this sounds like if, if <laughs> it kind of sounds like, you know, how in like wonder woman where she was just a part of history and she like doesn't age. This is right. like that. In in like war times, but is if she was like a vampire or and you Stalin see him age, like you, like you, you see, see him young yeah. and you see him go through certain moments in history and him finding like the the one country that doesn't really have a leader and he's like oh okay I will Just I will swoop thrive in, here literally. in Chile. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> that's basically like, it. <laughs> yeah, sounds it sounds wild, dude. Especially it's for wild. Netflix, but like, like that does not seem like an. It seems like a Criterion release or like an HBO. No, no, th- release. this is basically Netflix fuck you money and basically Pablo. <laughs> okay. He came out with Spencer, the Diana Spencer movie with Kristen Stewart, and that movie has some incredible cinematography. And it's, it's it's a really well done film, and this is him essentially just like, all right, I kind of have this vampire concept that I'd love to kind of apply my signature tropes with. So let's just let me shoot this in black and white and have some incredible imagery here. Um, but the thing is, I wish I knew that this was a full on satire before I watched it because it took me at least until the midway point of the movie to kind of fully embrace. Oh, this is not really taking itself that seriously because no. when you watch it, you're like, oh, this is a very serious kind of brooding dark black and white dark violent little vampire film but then there's this, these moments of like utter ridiculousness there it's just like wait really this is what this plot is okay this is kind of funny so yeah. it, it just keeps it keeps escalating and so um it's just it's one that i don't feel like people really even know is out there and so that's why i wanted to throw it on this episode because uh it, it's worth watching if you have netflix i think um it's a it's a little long, two hours. The midpoint, you kind of are like, all right, where is it going? But then once it kind of kicks in, it's like, okay, I get it. This is entertaining. So, El Conde, if you have it, if you have Netflix, I, I would recommend it. It's 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 a fun little watch. So it sounds yeah. like a good balance to me. Like just final thoughts on not seeing it, but uh, you know, I, I feel like vampires. If you take it too seriously, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, Last it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Last voyage. Okay, well. I didn't like That's it. That's fair. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you, I watched, watch I watched it? it since we did the episode, and it yeah. just—it—I it, really liked it. My, but I mean, I it, think I the th- ending is the best part. Just yeah. it, it felt very like very much like a Marvel movie or something. The ending is pretty so existential. I was like, <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. But Interesting. That, yeah. That's, that's that's the only new release movie that I really watched aside from Theater Camp. I mean, that was a recent release on Hulu. But um, yeah, El Conde. But the movie that I didn't see that i think you guys watched was the nun 2 was is is that correct here yeah, yeah. the nun 2 which 
I would argue to say that we didn't need a first one and we didn't need any of the Annabelle movies, but here we are with, I think like the fourth or fifth spinoff from the conjuring universe. Um, Nate, I know that you saw this twice. Was that because it, it's the sequel? No. Okay. I saw it twice because <laughs> when I was sending a picture to you guys walking into the theater going, Oh, look, this it's is the, nun. the movie I'm going to see. I ended up walking into the wrong theater and I sat there for 20 minutes while there's just a black screen and music playing. <sighs> Terrible. And so I'm thinking there's like a delay or whatnot. And so I take that chance to go to the bathroom one last time. And then as I'm walking back, I went, wait a minute. Did I just walk out of eight? And sure enough, I did. And I walk into seven and the movie is like 30 minutes in. And I was like, all right, yeah. I paid for this ticket. So I sat down and I was all pissy and huff. Don't tell me you bought another ticket. Tell me you just waited and went to the next showtime without buying a second ticket. You didn't do that because you're too much of a nice person and that's okay. And I respect you for it. And that's giving money to the industry, which desperately needs it. Okay. The nun two, Taisa Ferminga. I think it's her. Is it, is it, um, Vera Ferminga's daughter or is it her like, no, no younger sister. Yep. God, it must be like a lot younger because that's crazy. Yeah, but... I think it's like 15 years or something like that. 15, 20 years. I'll take your word for it. I, I still think you're wrong, but I'll take your word for it. You're not, um, I'm not wrong. I watched Bates Motel with Vera Farmiga. I know I know what that's about. But I've seen Thaisa Farmiga in American Horror Story, and she's one of the best parts of like seasons one and three. And well, she's I the feel best like... part of this. She like, is the she best is part the of this. Best part of this. She's one hell of a fucking nun. <laughs> like if you ask me. She like it. She can just handle anything. You know, she's got she she's got like she reminds me of Vera Farmiga's character in The Conjuring. And I think that's very um, I can't wait for that yeah. combo when they. Yeah. Well, you go think, up. It's like, God, oh. that would be insane. I, I think the weakest part of this movie is her co-star. Sadly, the one who just kind of tags along the, See, the, to- the sister from uh, Euphoria that's just kind of there with her. See, the thing for me, and this might blow people away, but the weak part for me was Valak. Like, the nun character. Oh, that is Valak, isn't it? Yeah. And I was just, like, because I think all of the, like, silhouettes of this character are creepier than when she's present. Sure. Or it is present, because there's some weird zoom-ins in the final act of this one where it almost looks like she it's got a weird grin on its face and I'm like, this isn't scary. And then it ended up feeling like a, this might sound very weird to you guys, but like if you ever played old PlayStation games where you hit the final boss and you're like in this big open room and they're like throwing obstacles at you and you have to avoid them. Sure. Like get to the, that's what this, the end of this felt like to me, the spikes coming up and I'm like, I don't, I don't believe this. Yeah, (laughs) I I think that it I think that the lead up was was actually very well done. Like you're still in this horror movie where they do they throw those jump scares at you. It's not it's not like smart horror. I think the thing that saved it was I did really like the story. Like there was some very scary moments and scary imagery. But like Mm -hmm. there's there's like five or six like just blatant jump scares in this movie, which like, sure, you got me. But. That's that just because I'm, I'm mainstream boy. It's like you could you could be smarter than that. And then yeah. at the end of the day, they hit you with, like you said, the kind of PlayStation 2 boss battle at the end, which 
cool. I feel like that's what all these crazy horror movies are trying to go for. Like that's literally what Pope's Exorcist did at the end. It was like copy and paste that movie to a certain extent, which I don't know if you saw that, but it's like just a boss battle where you're basically fighting yeah. a demented demon or someone that's possessed. It's like the same thing. But the the person who does save it, just Thaisa. I mean, she's yeah, she's, she's just awesome. so good in this movie. It's crazy. Maybe it's a, a testament to the uh, Flamingo sisters just taking over the Conjuring universe. I mean, you yeah. have they're so good. They're <laughs> so good. What what's her As name? Nuns. Who's Lorraine Warren? Uh, Vera. Vera Farmiga. Vera yeah. Farmiga. Yeah. And yeah. then you have the, the, the younger sister in, in the Nun franchise. Yeah, <laughs> and she's the best part. And this movie, it has so like jump scares galore. Even if it's done badly, a jump scare is still gonna get me. It's a loud noise with a quick cut. Sure. Like that would get it. That's what they do. They work. Anyone. And uh, but this movie is basically you can overcome anything as long as you stick to your faith. And mm-hmm. the whole thing, because they get into like the Saint Lucy and this how was these eyes and stuff which I, was very creepy like thinking about it but then i thought they're really reaching here to make this like scary but also like spiritual and it got like some tomb raider vibes or like even like thanos getting infinity stones at, at times with with the with the item that they were yeah. after the MacGuffin item that they needed to to take down valak and it was just like it 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 just it took leaps and bounds and it just went for it instead of being like this movie was not grounded at all. It was just like a crazy nun movie, and when you actually do see the nun, she ah. looks pretty bad. Like, <laughs> what does it say? None <laughs> if this was none. Of... <laughs> Lol, dude, that's pretty funny. I I yeah. haven't seen the uh, I haven't seen the reviews on this movie. Um, I I know that Nate's I when I heard Nate saw it twice, I thought it was because he liked it. When in oh. fact it was because he missed the first thirty minutes. Um, OCD. I have to see the opening, otherwise, what do I that, know? That's only thirty six reviews, though. Two point four on Letterbox. I mean, I thirty six fans. Does that mean that thirty six people liked it? Uh, or thirty six people rated no it? Thirty six people enjoyed it. Uh, maybe three and higher. Thirty six. I don't. I have no idea. I would say thirty six fans. Went on the letterbox and gave the nun to at least a three, probably at least a three, I would think. But I don't know, there's a lot of fives right there. (laughs) That's that's crazy, first of all. It's definitely not a five movie. If you like the Conjuring universe, give it a watch, you'll get all the stereotypical scares. You see Valak, but like we had said already, it's Taisa Farmiga, she's just she's a very believable nun, and you sympathize with her. And she's just a fantastic actress. So she's not in enough. I I need her to be in just more stuff. I'm trying to think. She was in what like, uh, it was that Emma Watson movie. Wasn't she in that bad movie I didn't like back in like 2013? The the, the bling ring. The, the bling, bling ring. Wasn't she in that? I think she was in that. That was terrible. That's like the she only also non- in the final girl. Like, another horror movie that was that yeah. was a great movie i like that but that like, was a very I, good there's movie. just very few films that i've seen her in and she was only in like two or three seasons of american horror story so um she feels she feels typecasted but i think she she has the ability to go beyond that but um the nun i gave it three and a half i actually thought it was a lot of fun today i actually moved it up like 20 spots on my list just purely based off entertainment factor 
got a 74% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes versus a 50 critical. So I think I'm kind of right in that tier along with the audience. Um, it's a spooky movie. Like it is. It, sorry. I don't know. It's a spooky I'm, I'm movie. <laughs> it's pretty spooky. Um, yeah. I think I gave it a three. Like, and yeah. that's still good. But like, I'm not going to seek it out type of thing. Like, oh, I I'll enjoyed it, it while I was watching it. Um, there's actually some characters in there that you care about. Um, and from an outsider's yeah. perspective, the only thing that I've heard about this movie uh, that like is a huge positive in, in terms of like the entire Conjuring universe and all of the Conjuring movies mm-hmm. is one scene, apparently the magazine rack. Yes, Does that, that stick was out a to you very guys? well it's done. Cool. Scene. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. They, they're saying like that scene alone is like one of the best in the entire Conjuring universe, like moments. And so I'm like, okay, so that alone, maybe I'll go and check it out. But like, it's going to be the thing where it's whenever with it comes one, to Max say, or HBO one Max, stipulation, yeah. one stipulation for that scene, they still do a jump scare. Yeah, well, you yeah, know it's I mean, coming. It, it's, so it's yeah, like it's, okay. it, it's, it's inevitable for sure. And I mean, you do have the uh, the addition of Storm Reed, and she's a pretty talented, up and coming actress. And she why do you say it like missing because she isn't? Well, <laughs> she was great in missing. There was some you, marketing. Hold there on. Was some, there was some marketing. There was some marketing material <laughs> they used for missing with Storm yeah. Reed that was terrible. But yeah, the movie itself, her performance was fine. Sure, yeah, she's fine. No. I, but, I I can. She sucks. That's my opinion. She's okay. Fine. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Then, I'm just gonna leave that. She's, she's, she's a bad actress. <laughs> but don't go to she watch sucks. her. Go to get plenty of jump scares and Thais Farmiga can act around everyone on the screen. And pretty good so, child acting yeah. from the uh, little boy. And it's girls. from the director of the Conjuring Three, The Devil Made Me Do It, and The Curse of oh, okay. La Llorona. Very disappointing. So, she, he he's only done the Conjuring universe type of movies. Maybe so switch far. it up a little bit, buddy. We'll see. Michael we'll Chavez. See. But if you guys, sounds like you guys gave us some pretty positive reviews. But um, yeah, it wasn't it's terrible, nothing spectacular so. by any means. Like, I would rather watch the first two Conjuring movies on repeat. But oh my God. Yeah, I've never seen in. the first none. You don't need to. I've also never seen Annabelle Creation, Recreation, Three. or whatever. No, I saw Creation. Comes Home. Comes Home, sure. Comes Home is Annabelle movies. Never seen that one. <laughs> I've never seen that one. I think that was the director of, or he he was the screenwriter of the first It, and then he made his directorial debut with one of the Annabelle movies, the Comes Home, I guess. So, um, there was like one good one there. I think the second one was Creation. Good. Yeah, Creation. Creation, yeah, that was that David Yeah, he did Lights yeah. Out. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very solid film, um, and it was creepy too. But... Yeah, and the first one was yeah. Bad pretty bad but i don't know i'm kind of done with the conjuring movies but if this pops up on hbo max in the october season i will check it out but um i'm glad that it's not as bad as it probably was expecting to be i don't know so yeah i I think it was better it ends up being good so yeah yeah um, um but, but that being said it. yeah that's it yeah that's that's gonna do it for new release there's more movies out there so you know i i'd say go to the theater if you hadn't haven't mm-hmm. seen some of the movies that are out there there's some bad ones too don't get me wrong but um do, would real quick would you guys go see that other horror movie what any any were any word on that if that's good or not it's uh what the is... house on hunting in venice or something oh no isn't no, no, that that's, like that's the death on the Rana nile and stuff like that i got the christie movie yeah yeah oh, he did the okay. murder at orange express death on, death on the nile is it like a mystery type of film like not this, scary this one is is it's an adaptation of the agatha christie book or novel that was a horror version 
of the mystery. Oh, and right. appa- apparently this movie is very spooky. It, it is very much in tune with the, the Spooktober vibes. So okay. uh, I've, I've heard it's good. It has like a 78% certified fresh rating. Uh, it, it's going to come on Hulu and HBO Max, I guarantee, in four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. So, it's I mean, like if you, you want to just hold, hold out for that, I mean, I'm sure it'll be on a streaming site very soon. But I, I do hear good things about it. And Kenneth Branagh, he can be good. I mean, he made Belfast. And that, I, I never saw that. Enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Belfast is so good. It's it's yeah. charming. So it's just a charming little movie. But then he made Death on the Nile right after that. And yeah. <laughs> I just saw Gal Gadot and I was like, don't care. <laughs> Sorry. Army Hammer, yeah. So. But uh, moving on here to our next segment, which was a film that I chose for a first time watch. First time watches, are you watching with us? We know movie dudes, and we about to discuss another movie that we've never seen. So grab some popcorn and pull up a seat. Okay. So, <laughs> whoa, I don't know why that brings that out in me, but it does. So here we are. But first time watches, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and add this, this to the stage. Oh, the nun too. Wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. We did My Cousin Vinny, the 1992 comedy film with Ralph Macchio. Was he in it? <laughs> Hold yeah, on. He's the guy he on the left. <laughs> I got it right. I got something right. Um, let, me, let me go ahead and pull the line. Mercer Tomei. Freaking uh, Marissa Tomei, baby. Joe Pesci, man. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci as a bad lawyer that failed the bar six times. Here's the thing. My mom bought me this movie like five years ago, and I never watched it along with a lot of the other movies she's bought me. Since then, I have watched like Romancing the Stone. I've watched this one. Um, God, there was another. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's. That was another one that she got me. Yeah. All those movies. Really enjoyed them. And I, I you know. I should just listen to her because she does have sometimes good opinions on films, especially when they're in like the early 90s, mid 80s. And I think this one, no exception. It's two New Yorkers accused of murder in rural Alabama while on their way back to college, call in the help of one of their cousins, a loudmouth lawyer with no trial experience. That being uh, Joe Pesci alongside his beautiful co-star, Marissa Tomei. Uh, um, my God. Yeah, it's almost not wow. fair. It's almost not and I don't want to make this the central point of the conversation, which I very well could, but... Oh, I might. No, this, <laughs> like, this is... I saw this movie... I, I just want to say you're welcome, first of all. No, <laughs> like, no, no. no. <laughs> Holy I, crap. I, I saw this movie maybe 10 years at this point. It was back in like the first apartment. I put this movie on one night mm-hmm. by myself. And this kick-started my obsession with Marissa Tomei. And I, okay. it's come up many times throughout the, those Movie Dudes podcast archives... I've Marissa, talked about loving Marissa, Marissa Tomei, Tomei so yeah. many times, and now you have finally seen. I mean, the movie that she won the Oscar for, <laughs> My Cousin Vinny. You see my obsession with Marissa Tomei. She's just so. She's not only is she good, but like whoever her stylist was, hope she got the Oscar too because those those '90s outfits were just very flattering. Um, yeah, just very much from New York, you know. She, just the accent, like yeah. What are you doing? Maybe dare. And she knows so much about cars. It's not physically possible for a double axle on the back of this car that didn't come out until 1967. (laughs) Boom. It's like. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to watch this is because like NFL season just started. One of the most famous quotes from Bill Belichick is I'm not 
I'm not the genius of the football world as Mona Lisa Vito is in the car world. And this this was happened during a press conference during the Deflate Gate thing. He's like, I don't know, I'm not Mar- I'm not Mona Lisa Vito of football. So that, that was just something really funny, little little tidbit there. But I love that her name is also yeah, Mona Lisa Vito. <laughs> I'm not Mona Lisa Vito. Mona Lisa of the car world. <laughs> hey Lisa, come back here, Lisa. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a hysterical movie. Like, okay, it, wait. It, so you'd never seen this movie before? No, no, it's no, never. I haven't seen this. No, Nate, have you seen this before? Mm-hmm. Never. No. Okay, so no. I was the only one going into this as a, as a rewatch. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, so take it away, John. <laughs> what? Yeah, think? I think I just think from the very beginning, like the the opening just sequence of these dudes, I, they're they're leaving college or something, and they accidentally take a can of tuna. And then somehow they protein. get, what was it? Was it tuna? I don't yeah, know. It yeah, it's good protein. Yeah, we need protein. Yeah, come on. We need protein. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no. Beans. Beans. We got it. beans. Yeah, we're in a convertible. You know, who cares if we fart? <laughs> it was just so ridiculous because I, I didn't expect the movie to go this way. But then they get accused of murder after just accidentally taking some tuna that probably costs like 69 cents. And how the, the, the southern cops just rope him into it and, and force a confession out of him and here comes freaking Joe Pesci out of nowhere to quote unquote save the day. Um, yep. Just, just hysterical. There's so many like weird characters in this movie, like the trial lawyer that they get from the Alabama uh, town. That's the, the most nervous <laughs> trial lawyer you've ever seen. <laughs> that scene where he just stuttered and couldn't, because you didn't expect it. He seemed like he had his shit together. It's like, hold on. What is <laughs> going on? Down and goes, you're fired. <laughs> the, the kid's yeah. like, seriously? He's like, well, improving like okay he's crying <laughs> oh my gosh the, the there's some just good the judge i wanted to rip his face off he was such an asshole like the judge just, was perfectly cast yeah. in this yeah. role i think he was herman munster in the monsters yeah he uh, was judd in pet and cemetery he was in pe- yeah pet cemetery yeah, exactly that's, I, I knew yes I, that's exactly. where i re- recognize he's got a from, face yeah. that you'll, you'll you'll recognize fred gwynn you see it yeah that's his name fred gwynn yeah. He never likes what Joe Pesci's wearing. He's always oh, got a problem yeah. with it. But He's like, you're is, not going to wear that in my cold house. The, the thing is, though, <laughs> his character has such a good arc because it gets to the point where Joe Pesci eventually gets that, like, 70s, like, prom suit. And he's like, that's yes. not appropriate. He goes, would you rather have me come in wearing the leather that you've already expressed dislike for or this? This I wore this for you. <laughs> yeah, I wore this yeah. for you. So, and like, I got like, a nice you... suit, but it's covered in mud. So it's either that or this. Can we get started? It's like, <laughs> oh my oh, god! Oh, sorry, it's... I wasn't listening. What? Like he goes from yeah. the worst lawyer ever to like Tom Cruise in uh, oh, what's Rain the Man? Man. <laughs> Yeah, a few good men. Yeah, yeah, like okay. perfect. Just you can't handle the truth. But then once she gets on on the stand. And they're like having this, this fight, but there's so much sexual tension. You can just feel it. <laughs> and they I just thought that Joe Pesci uh, and Marissa Tomei would be a good match because I didn't. And it <laughs> they were perfect in this movie together. And exactly like you see that on the poster. Yeah, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci and uh, Marissa Tomei. Okay, how is that going to work? And it oh. works so well. And just they are so perfect for each other. The way they call each other out all the time. They're always bickering and like her whole monologue, like, 
my biological clock is ticking. And he's like, I, I have get so married. much shit on my mind. Like, I can't <laughs> deal with your biological clock at this moment. Like, at this whole... rate, I'm never going to get married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, and of course, like, I love that the, the ending is them just driving off, bickering about their wedding plans. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like, it's going to continue with them. They're so Maybe I don't want to marry other. you now. And like, the whole scene with the suit, like, uh, when he, they're stuck in the mud and he's trying to pull the, or get the car out and he, flings the bag out and then lands in the mud he's like honey what, what was in that bag oh yeah i got your your suit dry clean i thought it would be nice for your your trial day <laughs> and then he immediately ruins it like it's such a nice gesture but yeah of course he ruins it and then of course she's the key to letting these two innocent boys off like having her little picture that she's just taken throughout the trip and then it has the tire tracks her it's cute little a, polaroid camera yeah exactly do you and, recognize yeah. this picture of of course i do you know i took it <laughs> because th this movie's always been argued as like oh it has one of the most overrated oscar wins with marissa tomei uh, no not now hard pass i Hardly see it no. and i do not agree that is like she I just to see what else is new york character <laughs> she she was perfect in this movie like just every scene that she was in she stole and then joe pesci, joe pesci was incredible as this bumbling tr like lawyer that's just like a fish out of water in this southern town with his hard brooklyn accent and his mannerisms just not fitting whatsoever like with the whole grits situation at the the diner and everything another i mean great just, scene in the courthouse yeah when exactly. he's like he, that's, he, he, that's like the first it, yeah. time he gets somebody and like gets the upper hand um with one yeah. of the witnesses where he's like um where the guy was like oh yeah i just cooked it really fast that day he's like any southerner would know. Well, he didn't say like, <laughs> like that. Like he but... knows he's he a know. <laughs> to, to take at least two minutes. Great. Yeah. Um, no. it, what sold me? Perfect. What sold me on Joe Pesci as this character was when he first meets the two kids and they're in jail. But his cousin is asleep, and so he's talking yeah. to the other kid, and the kid thinks he's about to get like molested or something because he's like, "Hey, I, I don't the care what you say. It's your thing. ass, not mine." And he's just like. Oh no, I don't I don't like where this is going. And then when he jumps down, he's like, Vinny, how you doing? He goes, Oh, this is Vinny. <laughs> His that, lawyer. <laughs> that's a testament, I think, to just how razor sharp this script is. Like this watching this movie, I was just kind of taken aback a little bit, just being like, Wow, this script is so fucking sharp and just on it. It has so many jokes left and right. Like within every 10 minutes, there was some sort of chuckle out of me like she's like okay wow like that was hilarious like, even the scene where like they're getting hustled by those pool guys like oh yeah they oh. need 200 and like the way he goes up like he's just so beaten down he's covered in mud and he's going back to his hotel and he just full-on like throws his whole body at him <laughs> like he yeah. just knocks Ackles him, him and then takes the money and just takes the money. It's come on like, i know that's what was with that scene? <laughs> Dude, also when yes so that was funny. the scene i was just gonna say is like he think he's helped smarts these guys at every chance he gets when he's like that is that's you know that's just a 20 with a bundle of ones he's like no it's not he's like you sure he's you want to show me fan him out fan leaves. him out yeah fan he's him like, out and shit he just walks, and like, walks away yeah. <laughs> it, it's just great like the whole town is against him throughout this whole movie whether they want to admit it or not like he can't sleep like he's falling asleep in the courthouse because there's pigs and trains on different schedules and like i i just that was just every like they thought of everything to just try to fuck with him but he was too smart even though he's the dumbest freaking lawyer you've ever seen in a movie right yeah. it's it oh, got the me scene that's playing behind john is one of my favorites like that's one of my favorite outfits 
Because this is yeah. where she does like the whole I'm never that was gonna whole, get married. My biological clock scene, yeah, for sure. She's yeah, stomping yeah. her feet, God. and it's like yeah, because she's just as much getting these kids off as he is. He's the lawyer, but she's the one reading the book when he's not there. And oh, you should look up all the laws because any info he has, you have to be shown it, and you have to if you ask for it, it has to be given to you. And he's like Oh, I didn't know that. It's like base, <laughs> basic lawyer stuff. I was like, yeah. are, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, she's a gem. Yeah. And I, I also just loved like how like little he knew about the law. And yet he was going in just so confident. And he just kept on making up all these names. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Jimmy Gallo. Yeah, come on, look me up. Yeah, I'm in like fax it. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he, he does every time. And he's like, Jimmy Gallo's dead. <laughs> and like, yeah. No, Jimmy Gallo. No, Jimmy Gallo with a C. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you got till three o'clock to win this case. So good luck. <laughs> I'm going to find out. She's also uh, he's like trying to a... get out of the courthouse. He's like, all right, yeah. thanks. Yeah, and he, and even though she, he's in a fight with his fiance, she's still making the call back to New York to, yes. to, to vouch for him and say like, oh yeah, it's Jimmy Kahlo. And then he got the, again, she got the facts and the little twist at the end. But uh, it's just this, this, I was, when I watched this movie back in, I don't know, back in college 10 years ago, I liked it. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. And it, I was kind of caught by surprise by what this movie really was, but a lot of it kind of just went over my head and I didn't really think about it that much. But on this rewatch, I was laughing so hard. Like it just, there's so many moments that just brought me such joy. And like, yeah, just like the misdirection, especially when he first meets Vinny and goes in the jail cell and like, he's having that conversation with his friend. Like, it was just hilarious. And like, a lot of the scenes in the courtroom with the judge being like, you're, why are you wearing that outfit in my courtroom? <laughs> like just like the constant back and forth between them. It was just, uh, such a fun ride so i i honestly really really love this movie on this rewatch and was just reminded of just how brilliant the script is how the performances are excellent and yeah marissa tomei maybe it's mm -hmm. an people will argue that it's an an overrated oscar win i hardly disagree it, it, i i very much disagree sorry it, it is just it, it's an incredible performance she steals every scene that she's in and outstages Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci in one of the best performances of his career. So, I mean, it's just a, a great, hilarious little film. So I, I'm glad that you guys finally watched it for sure. Oh yeah. I'm trying to look oh, up who, yeah. like, who would she have gone up against? This, That's the thing. I don't, I don't know what the competition was back in what 1992 when it came out. I think um, it, okay, so it would have been the 1993 Oscar. Three technically, yeah. yeah. Um, that always throws me off. Um, yeah, Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny, she beat out uh, Judy Davis for Husbands and Wives. No idea. Never seen that. Okay. Joan Plowright in Enchanted April. Never heard of it. Vanessa Redgrave in Howard's End. Okay. I've heard of that. Okay. Miranda Richardson in Damage. Okay. Never heard of it. I don't any know what these movies, movies are. So maybe this was just like the. I don't know. I mean, this year just for the well-known. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just the perfect timing. Like there, she was just just kind of sneaked in there because if I'm looking at those, having I known nothing those about those movies, I haven't even heard of those movies, and I, I'd say we're all pretty big cinephiles here. Uh, so that's kind of yeah shocking. But no, she's incredible in this movie, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, it kickstarted my my obsession with her. Yeah, I. I agree. I mean, I, I absolutely loved it. This being my first time seeing this movie. I'm kind of upset that I hadn't watched this in the past at some point. But I think that just just from the very beginning, you said it, Spencer, but like fish out of water, these two New Yorkers thrown into Alabama. 
And it's just from the <laughs> from the from the start, like it's just they're just hysterical how they how they kind of interact with these with these southerners and they they have a really solid character arc too in this comedy. Like they they by leaps and bounds win this case at the end of the day when at the very beginning it seemed like they had no chance. So I I just really like the story. It's it was it was hilarious. I almost felt like just watching it again right when it was over. Um, so this might be the best movie my mom has given me. Got me on Blu-ray. Wow. Yeah, okay. I know. Props to I, Steph. I know. Chef if Steph I had to rank coming them, in hot. It's, wow. It's up there. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four and a half out of five. Okay. Damn. It's a great. Wow. Great comedy. Yes. Um. I'm just going to match that because, yeah, no, I also gave this a four and a half out of five. It went up a full star from when I last watched wow. it. I gave it a three and a half. I looked at my letterbox grading. It gave it a three and a half out of five last time I watched it. No, this bummed up to a four and a half. I, I loved watching this again and was laughing every 10 minutes, I would say. Um, it's just a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, I, I definitely recommend watching it. And these guys will be a testament to that because it's the first time watch. So. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the two prisoners are the only people we don't see a lot of, but they're also in a courtroom they and they can't yeah, talk. They, so They take a back seat, yeah. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. they don't need to say much because these Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei carry the hell out of this film. Yeah, so. they're, the, they're not the reason we're here. We're here because of yeah, Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei. <laughs> and the other, the other lawyer and the judge, and they're all great too. But, um, yeah, he's all good. But, Nate, what'd you give this? So I didn't give it a four and a half, and I feel kind of stupid that I didn't. No, um, but I it's solid, solid, solid four. Damn, um, no push-ups. Okay. So much fun. Uh, Marissa, to- like, I'm obsessed with her now. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like this would be a good character to have some sort of spinoff. Not like a My Cousin Vinny, but have it called like Mona Lisa or something and have her be a lawyer or something like that. I don't know. But I, I would love to see this character come back and then just have like Joe Pesci in a nursing home. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if we need that. <laughs> oh, oh, Vinny. Oh, don't worry. I know you want to be at the case. Uh, but let me take this one. Let me home. take this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, he's just all angry that he wants to be a part of this case. And then she's like, no, let me handle it. She, but, yeah. Yeah. She could have. She could have been the lawyer. Joe Pesci could have. Pesci could just could have taken a, ba- a back seat. You know. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. She came in in the third act and basically did that. So she, that is know. true. One. Yes. That's probably one of the most iconic scenes I've ever seen. It was she that good. Taken, it was the, the that good. Stand, yeah. Yeah. And does this information sound valid? And it sounds pretty clean to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. and Joe, Bill Belichick is not the Mona Lisa Vito of the football world, according to him. So no, he is not. But yeah, with all that being said, I do believe it's time to move on to our final segment of tonight's show. Oh, would you guys happen to do we be not prepared? get to vote on next week's? Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> selfish. I wow. am just awful. I'll leave. Let's do that. Um, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, it is actually back to to me. Ducky's picks. Um, and I will say, because as you're listening, this episode does come out on Monday, September 18th. The next episode is October 2nd. Oh, oh, oh you guys know what that means. It's October. It's Spooktober. Yeah, Spooktober, October season. Jeez, so we're October. Season. Here we go. We got some horror movies coming up on the Those Movie News podcast. 
here we go. All right. So I kind of had to, you know, take some liberties here. Mm-hmm. Only I have three picks, three spooky little picks here. Only mm-hmm. one of these picks is a film that none of us have seen before. It's a first time watch for all of us. The other two picks, it's a first time watch for one of you guys. Okay. So it's not the me. first movie. Speaking of you, Nate, the first I... movie is a movie that you haven't seen, Nate, that John and I have seen, but this is a movie that I would love to revisit, especially during this time, Spooktober. It is a film that is currently streaming on Shudder, so if you have a Shudder subscription, you can watch this movie. It is called Mandy. It is a Nicolas Cage, neon, weird, dreamy, crazy horror film that's super disturbing and it it has one of his craziest kind of performances in the last couple of years it has a 90 something percent on Rotten tomatoes uh it's a very surreal type of movie um so i would love to kind of revisit that one so that is on the list here uh the other movie is a movie that john hasn't seen but it's a movie that nate and i have watched it's a movie that i've kind of been uh, kind of bugging john to watch in the last couple of years it's called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, Spencer out here picking movies that I own on Blu-ray. He has it on (laughs) Blu-ray. Do you own Mandy? You don't know. No, I, I, we don't have to get into it, but I didn't like Mandy. Exactly. So I'm, I saw your review. (laughs) I saw my review. I'm like, okay, that might make for an interesting discussion, especially because Nate hasn't seen it. Uh, So Autopsy of Jane Doe, that's a movie that John hasn't seen and I have. I'd love to revisit it. It's on Hulu. So John has it on Blu-ray. He hasn't watched it. So that is one for the picking. And okay. the other movie, this is the movie that none of us have seen. But my co-worker, we were recently kind of going over some Spooktober picks. We were talking about some horror movies. And he's like, wait, you haven't seen that movie? And I was like, dude, it's been on my watch list for the last four Spooktobers. And it's failed on all the votes. So Damn. maybe this will... It's like the fifth element up. or something. We'll see. But he he's watched it. And he's like, no, you have to watch it. I'm like, okay, fine. It's called The Wailing. It's on Prime Video. It's a South Korean film. It's from the director of I Saw the Devil, which we've all seen. It's a serial killer film. It's super Park Chan Wook, I think is Not what Park Chan Wook. It's a, it's a different one. Um, but it's uh, it's a super disturbing South Korean film. I think it has to do with like zombies or some sort of like disease. Like infected. I don't really know. Infected. Yeah. So Aww. those are the Spooktober picks for October 3rd. We have to pick one of these movies. So we have The Wailing on Prime Video. We have Mandy on Shudder. And we have Autopsy of Jane Doe on Hulu. So I'm going to go to John. You're going to have to decide right here um, on air which one you're going to go with. Which We're not voting? We're- you, you can. I don't have a like an official poll for you guys okay to, like, if we do vote it on, on if you want to do it in the chat you can um but if you want to just verbally say it i think that that'll be fine let's just say it nate yeah. you okay with just saying it i'm i just i want to hear you first yeah we, <laughs> i, I, I just call on john you first so me. autopsy of jane doe on hulu mandy on shutter and the wailing on prime video which one so, do i go with okay um sorry i'm not gonna go with the wailing okay so it's between Mandy and Autopsy of Jane Doe. Why are you going to go with The Wailing? I don't care about The oh. Wailing. Um, maybe it's because it's a foreign film, but I... I don't care about bottoms. 
Okay. Well, do you like fun? No, you just want to watch the wailing where people get killed. Exactly. So that's the difference between you and me. There you go. Um, you chose so, Pitch Perfect as your happy movie, and I chose American Graffiti. I know. Well, I haven't seen American Graffiti, but I assume that's also a happy film. But Spencer beat both of us. He picked Totoro. So. Yeah, a film about a giant rabbit. Hey. Um, might as well watch Donnie Darko, fucking weirdo. I swear to God, if you say one bad thing, I'm going to fly down there right now. <laughs> I'll buy your ticket. Come down here. We'll hang out. Okay, and then I'm just going to leave, so you're it's going to waste your money. <laughs> well, that would be very upsetting for me, because I don't have a lot of friends. So, anyway, I'm going to go ahead and pick Mandy. Because I need to give Nicolas Cage another chance. That movie, unlike uh, The Empty Man, does have a Funko Pop. So, it has a following enough to get a vinyl figurine made for it. My turn, finally. <laughs> you done? <laughs> no. Yes. No, I'm done. All right. Well, yeah, you I pick am. Mandy. So you're going to pick The Wailing. The Wailing. Yeah. No, no. Surprise. But, gen- but genuinely, because it has been talked about for a long time and it is one that I probably should watch and there's something about south korean horror movies it just has this vibe to it that works with the infected genre so yeah yeah because i watched the sadness that's oh you did very very gory disturbing take on the infected that's that's a movie that just brings a smile to your face (laughs) i've heard Rumors of that movie being so disturbing and over the top oh. and violent uh, for oh. a zombie movie. Um, oh. All right, so that kind of eliminates Autopsy of Jane Doe from the list. So I now oh, have to pick between Mandy and Not The Wailing. Um, it's your I, choice. This that's week. that's just how I'm viewing it. it. That's how I'm and viewing it. That's what you guys, this, the two of you that you picked. So I'm gonna try to honor that. Um, you don't have to though. I think I, I know get, the answer. I, I get that. I know. I feel you like have you the do. power yeah, to pick a movie that has been shot down one too many times. I, I see where this is going. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's 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 gonna be the wailing. Yeah, okay. it's gonna be the wailing. I mean, it's it's literally been a Spooktober pick for the last three years that has lost in all of the polls on Instagram stories between us. We just you name it, it's always lost. And my coworker just backed it up so hard this past week, being like, "You have to watch it for this October." I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it in as a pick." Sure, The Wailing. It's on Prime Video. I've heard it's disturbing. It's two hours and twenty minutes, so buckle up, get your popcorn popped for that movie and that yep. experience. Dim your lights, watch it at night. Uh, it's on Prime Video. So if you guys haven't seen that movie, like us. You have two weeks to watch it. October. Get your 3rd. subtitles That's ready. We're going to be talking about it. Get your subtitles ready. Get ready for a nice, disturbing South Korean take on the infected, because that is what we are going to be doing. So it's probably going to be great. It's probably going to be, be awesome. No, I'm excited. Exactly. It's, it's, it's always like, been on those lists of like the most disturbing or like the most scary, the the best Halloween movies that you have to see that you have never seen. The Wailing is always there, but it's acclaimed. Right. So it's like it. So it's obviously got something behind it. And I will say, my expectations are high. So, mm-hmm. you know, right. I'm expecting a, a really good movie here. So I, that's that's the movie that we're going to be watching. So if you have a uh, Prime Video subscription, an Amazon Prime account, that is where you can watch it. So The Wailing, that is going to be our next first time watch on October 3rd. 
First time? Yikes. Oh, All right. So moving on to our final segment. That's next week. That's next week. Not right yeah, now. Uh, <laughs> final segment where I believe you guys are one and one. Am I right about that? Somebody I can't remember. It, no, Nate. Nate technically or, won the last one on the playback. Only my audio went through. So we're going to have to do maybe something different in terms of like a our name as the buzzer. Can we do our, the chat? Us, maybe? Yeah, do the chat. So we then can try the chat, at, the private chat. I, I will say uh, that's not even 100% either because I've done that type of thing and in my other podcast. And here's the thing I'm going to already write out Ducky and then just have my hand over return, like the enter key. And then okay. when I have an answer, I'll just hit re- return. And then like the first one up on the private chat, you'll see immediately. I'm, I'm then, in the same boat that you're and I have it okay. typed right. out. You have it typed just, out. Yeah. So. Let's we'll just do it that way. So, John, if you have the private chat on, yep. yep. Okay, perfect. We'll I do will it that pull way. that up. So, and um, here we go. But Let's it was get very them. weird with the last one because, like, if you listen, because Spencer had a video, it's you hear him say it, and mine's delayed. But I feel like the can, same thing yeah. happened on my end. Like I said exactly. it, and then I looked at your video, and then you spoke. So it's in, like in your video, you said something that like just didn't appear on the audio for some reason. So okay. It, yeah. yeah. Either it's way, I, I hate we that could it came disregard down to that. Um, we could just throw no, that one out the window, and Nate's one and zero technically, and just pretend it didn't happen. But here we go. It's time for the answers to know this fact. For the questions I'm about to ask, like, what is the capital movie? It's mainstream boy trivia. There's only so many dances you can do from the comfort of your desk chair. Um, but that's okay. Here we are. Welcome back to another segment of Mainstream Boy Trivia. Who's going to be the Mainstream Boy of the day is always the question leave that the show we like right to now. ask. I, am I don't understand the problem. I'm just talking in my normal voice. Here we go. The topic if you don't know is what that question is, marks. <laughs> here's how to play, everybody. This is the Mainstream Boy Trivia experience. The game will consist of a variety of trivia questions derived from yours truly, me, Jonathan, and each game will feature a new topic that each question will be in the spirit of. Spencer and Nate will buzz in trying to correct the guess answer. Who wrote that? The the right answer. And the first two to three points will win the coveted honor of being mainstream point of the week. So with that being said, do you guys have any guesses for what today's topic is? Shane Lane Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did i did i touch a nerve what happened nah, there? you might you might have struck one there uh um, right. nate any guesses i was gonna go anna kendrick what if i said one of those people may, might be mentioned <laughs> we'll see <laughs> um today's topic is coming of age movies uh, yay it's <laughs> question will God. be in relation to a coming of age movie first due to get three correct answers will be means me boy of the week good luck Okay. Question one. Question one. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is one of the best coming-of-age movies to be released in 2023. But what 2017 coming-of-age flick is director Kelly Freeman Craig known for? Ducky. Oh, shit. Sorry. Bam. (laughs) Ducky. Uh, That's all right. You said it. I wasn't going to click. It's in the chat. Um, I'll allow it. Ducky? Uh, The Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld. 
That is correct. It is the edge of you 17. You ask me a director question, uh, I'm going to get it. So. I figure I these are not all director questions. I figure Nate had a chance, but we got to level the playing field a little bit here. I could have stole that one very easily because Spencer said Ducky, but I was like, no, he said Ducky. I'm not going to click. I quickly went to the chat. That would have been very controversial if he said it and you wrote Debbie. Yeah. I would have been like, sorry, yeah. that's the we said. I actually put I have Nate put down just because it's just... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I also fine because that is your name um yeah congratulations okay. on that but here we go spencer leading one zero going into question two who's going to be mainstream boy of the week yeah can you already guess what this is related to yeah the two <laughs> with Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, here we go 2013. question two in the 2013 film the to-do list what is brandy's first task to do on the checklist is it French kissing, dry humping, getting felt up, or a hand job. Nate. I'm going with getting <laughs> felt up, John. That is incorrect. All right. Uh, ducky. Ducky. I'm going to go with uh, French kissing. Damn. French kissing is correct. All right. That is the number one thing she wanted to do. And she did it with Cameron. How great for her. <laughs> Moving on to question number three. Ducky leading two nothing. Never seen these movies. <laughs> this is a video question. A video question. Please watch the video. Enjoy it. And then answer the question that follows afterward. Here we go. Should play. <laughs> Good Is it Cara Delevingne? I mean, <laughs> I just see Cara Delevingne. Can you not hear that, it? Is that Nat Wolf in no. Paper Towns? You can't uh, hear it? I can't hear it. Uh, there's oh, no audio. Shit. But uh, I, I see a clip What's of the Cara Delevingne. What's the question? Oh, you have to. Nat Wolf. There's we don't. We've seen the movie. Like, What's the question? <laughs> well, the audio really matters. So I'm just helping out the audio it. listeners here describing it. Because uh, <laughs> that's all I have to work with. Up, can you hear it? No, cannot hear it. Um, you, you're gonna have to add that to a video clip on the streamyard. But the clip right. is Paper Towns. All right. Well, here's the question: Like, I, I what I've... Florida town does the 2015 film Paper Towns take place? Is it Tampa Bay, Orlando, Jupiter, or Jacksonville? Ducky, did you? Did you put Spencer, your name you in to click. two minutes ago? <laughs> no, but I'm struggling typing it out. <laughs> and I just figured no one's saying anything. So. It's because I, I don't know, so I'm not even going to... No, I don't know either, but I just want to guess. <laughs> all is right, it, Ducky. Is it, is it Juniper? First of all, it's not how you say Jupiter. Jupiter, sorry. I just looked at Jupiter once. Nate, do you have an answer? Um, I'm going to go with Jacksonville. That's incorrect. That is incorrect. Um, we're moving on to the next question. Thank the answer you. was Orlando. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Wow. <laughs> okay. Swing and a miss. All right. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a. If you guys can't hear it, that's a genuine problem, though. I feel like I don't know how to. You're fix gonna have it. to do a video clip in the. Uh... Oh, you know what I can do? Okay. Hold on. Just stand by. We got it. We got it. Well, question let's go four. To the next... oh, there we go. All right. Question four. You can't hear that, right? All right, so nope. here's what we're going to do. I haven't seen it. It's the spectacular now, but yeah. All right, stand by, everybody. 
I'm going to go ahead and share that. Present. Share. Can you hear that? Nope. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it's a clip of the spectacular now, but uh, what's the Shut question? Up. Just, just listen. There's, there's no audio, but yeah. Yeah. You really can't hear that? No. no. I'm just going to stand back and let Spencer do this tweet because I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I did. You're gonna have to. You have to upload them as video clips, not the uh, share screen. But um, yeah. <sighs> Fuck this. Oh, this fuck. is stupid. Streamyards. That's dumb. No um, question. The question was related to the music in the background, so that's a that's a fucking problem. <laughs> um. Hmm. Well, you know what? You know, you win some, you lose some. Everybody. I will say. Who plays <laughs> who plays Miles Teller's sister in the spectacular now? I feel like Spencer knows and he's waiting for Nate to pick my, it. My only guess is Brie Larson, but I, I think he has sex with her in one scene, so I, I, it can't be her. You know what? <laughs> That's, she doesn't have a sister in the movie. Drew Larson is his ex-girlfriend, so you're right. That's that's a, that's correct, Spencer. Good job. The real question was, what is the name of the song playing in the background? It's called "Walking the Trees," and you can't hear it, so that's too bad. Good great thing the next question also question. has a video. Oh no, it doesn't. Okay, here we go. Nate, oh. I'll give you two points if you get this right, and it'll be a tie. Going I don't know this fucking shit. Oh my god! I'm just director Will Gluck is most well known for his beloved Peter Rabbit movies. But what 2010 coming of age film not only started his career, but also an actress that would win an Oscar about a decade later? I don't know why you selected me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Can Spencer I knows. Say, can I, can I just it. say easy A to end this? Jesus Christ. It's crazy because Spencer's like, oh, include more video stuff. So I do. And then it doesn't work. So well, here I mean, we are. It, it just yeah, has to be included in, in, in a different format. But uh, you tried stupid. and that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. And I love how the next one was Faults in Our Stars. And it was about fucking. Okay, here we go. This is just for fun. This was a funny question that I decided to do. It's a metaphor. The video clip doesn't matter. Here we go. What kind of cancer does Ansel Elgort's character of Augustus Waters have in the 2014 film The Faults in Our Stars? Jesus. Wow. Um, Was it kidney cancer, lung cancer, skin cancer, or bone cancer? (laughs) 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 What kind of cancer does he have in The Faults in Our Stars, Nate? What kind of cancer does Augustus Waters have, Nate? I'm going to say kidney cancer i'm gonna i'm gonna say lung cancer oh my god i got you guys it's neither it's okay it's okay. bone cancer you guys i've, not, I've never seen this i don't know you've never <laughs> you, seen this you, no sure. you, that's the last oh my god the four movies i've never seen <laughs>
fuck well that was a shit show <laughs> i i apologize for everything Uh-oh. that just happened there i don't even know if we can give spencer the win do we even i would that? give him the win because um, he, he answered at the times and how about this how about we don't give the win to either of us but we give the loss to john I didn't do anything oh, wrong. I made a great. I spent like an. I spent like an hour and a half on this, and the videos yeah. just don't play. So well, I was no, gonna I mean, say you spent an hour on it, but the they, videos they, don't have audio. They will play, but you got to play in Throw a way in the that, oven. I mean, so just, I have to put them in here where you can see them. That's yes, the thing. It's like that. in a tab that's called video clips, so you can just throw kinda, it in the oven. <sighs> we got to hit our quota of how many throw it in the ovens can we do on this episode, don't we? Throw it in the oven. Yeah. So. Well, now you know what kind of cancer Augustus Waters had in 2014's The Vault in Our Stars. It was bone cancer, and Shanley Woodley had lung cancer. Yeah, I That's did actually she was so watch a movie that had Shanley Woodley in it recently, and it was probably one of the worst movies of the year. Uh, it's called Robots. You watched that? Oh, yes. God. Road to 100, man. Yes. <laughs> God damn. Is that Jack it was... Whitehall or whatever his name yes, is? Yes, Jack Whitehall, who, <laughs> yes, I got to... I don't think he's set of funny. Jungle Cruise. Uh, <laughs> One of yeah. the worst scripts of the year, just painfully cringe dialogue. Characters are so unlikable and you never care. Yeah, I was so perplexed by how this movie just kept going right into the next gag and scene at 100 miles per hour, yet the whole movie feels like two hours long when it's only 90 minutes. <laughs> it is a train wreck of a movie, um, but I will say, I mean, Shanley Woodley looks incredible in the film. So, that's Well, all. she's a robot. What's the better robot film? Robots or Robots? Oh, the animated uh, the original robots so much yeah. better. Oh my god, was this a Robert sequel? Williams in it has it made of minds. Yeah, come on. What about iRobot with Will Smith? No, Fun, yeah, no. but I would still yeah. prefer the animated one. Um, but no, I'm actually at 101, so I've passed 100, so read to 200 at this point. So. Well, I'm gonna throw, throw in the oven. In the oven. Um, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> at the yeah. whatever temperature I can get it up to, that's what it's gonna be tonight. Yeah. So. Okay. My cousin Vinny was good. Well, my cousin Vinny was great. Yep. And we have The Wailing coming up on October 3rd, the next episode. So if you have a Prime account, go and watch The Wailing for sure. And Ducky is this week's mainstream boy. I don't even know if I can count that. And just in time, too. You win. (laughs) You did. I mean, you won. You got every question right, despite me having you know, technical difficulty. Hey, um, he knew the answers and I didn't. That's the name of the game. Yeah. I thought you, you knew some of the base stuff. I, I almost did like older movies. Like I was going to do like stand by me and stuff, but I was like, I don't want to do that. So I mean, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Instead, I'm Here just going to do spectacular now and vault in our stars. <laughs> yeah. In paper town. So like three John Green. President Nicholas Cage wasn't movie. in the trivia. All I right. was going to say, I, I've, okay. I've seen paper towns, but with no audio, I'm just like, Whatever. <laughs> it was just what town did it take place in? It was Orlando. And I read the book, so it's also in the book. If you had, if you read the book, you would know. Yeah, that was a fault in your stars. <laughs> Got him. <Yeah>. Got him. <laughs> Throw it in the oven. All right. Oh, so I believe oven. that can that end this. Can we be done? I think that's gonna do it. Yeah. For uh, this biweekly episode of the Those Movie Dudes podcast. Congrats to Ducky. Congrats to all of us just for being here and listening. If you made it this far, thank you. Make sure to subscribe. Follow us on those platforms, you know, Instagram, X, all those various things. You got a movie question? DM us. Maybe we'll feature it on the show. Maybe. 
Maybe it could be in the beginning during the movie news that doesn't exist. Shout out to Golden Age Cinemas or whatever the YouTube account that commented on the Spooktober picks that Nate and I did. Um, I hope you enjoyed the the Empty Man. I hope you check it out. Heck yeah. yeah. You said that yeah. you were. So please let us know what you thought of it. Yep. And I am not the Mona Lisa Vito of doing trivia. No, for sure. No. Absolutely, you absolutely the, not. You're I the suck. lawyer that is from the town that's like... <laughs> can't get us can't put a sentence together <laughs> god damn it well with that being said enjoy the rest of your weekend everybody Ooh. also make sure you follow us at this movie dudes on instagram uh make sure you subscribe to us on youtube we're posting yeah. youtube videos all the time now so go and subscribe to us on youtube at those movie dudes you do have to type it out as one word i've noticed space out those movie and dudes like a normal person really you're not going to be able to find it which is super weird but uh go and do that subscribe to our channel we have 12 subscribers so far getting up there in the uh subscribers so get us up to 50 and maybe we'll do some uh more live streams or something you know increase watch the know where this might go everybody who, watch who El Conde. get some vampire blood definitely yeah. check out alconde it's a very strange movie but don't watch robots for shannon woodley yeah do not plans i'm just trying to get drunk it's the weekend trying to have some fun and i want to get too fucked up